Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast that is designed for students of travel. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the website, dbetravel.com, which has a list of all the episodes ever recorded, a button that makes it easy to get to the show's Patreon page, and so much more. No matter where you're listening, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, and if you can, please rate and review. That really helps this show reach more students of travel. The beautiful country of Ireland has so many wonderful places for visitors to explore, and a drive around Ireland's Ring of Kerry can be an absolutely enriching experience. Luxury travel blogger Isabel Hoyne joins the podcast on this episode to share some great tips for anyone out there looking to drive the Ring of Kerry. Isabel's website, culturedvoyages.com, has some wonderful travel guides and blogs. I definitely encourage you to visit her website, but let's go ahead and get to the show. Here's my interview with Isabel. All right, Isabel, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. How's it going? Uh, not too bad, thank you. And thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, today's conversation is going to take us to the Ring of Kerry, which is, of course, in the lovely country of Ireland. Isabel, can you start things off by sharing some, you know, basic information about the Ring of Kerry Drive? like where it's located and why it's well known to travelers. Um, so the Ring of Kerry is probably one of the first things or the images from it will be some of the first things that spring to people's mind when they think about Ireland. So it's located in the southwest of Ireland in kind of a really rugged and beautiful part of the country um, that is kind of full of like these most beautiful cliffs and inlets beautiful kind of rolling green fields, mountains, you name it. It's kind of, you know, if you want to picture postcard Ireland, that's that that's it in the Ring of Kerry. So great. And you know, if I wanted to drive the Ring of Kerry myself, where would I kind of start and which direction would you recommend that I go? Yeah, so I suppose the beauty of it is you can kind of it's a circular route, so in a, in a way you can start it wherever you, you want and finish it wherever you want. Um, but the kind of place that makes the most sense to start it uh, is in the bustling uh, town of Killarney. The Ring of Kerry itself is located on a peninsula, so this is kind of the entry point to the peninsula uh, in Killarney. And it's where you'll find like a lot of, it's probably the most developed town kind of that far that far west in the area. So it's where you'll find kind of a lot of accommodation, restaurants, things like that. In terms then of what direction I think you should go, uh, that is clockwise. Uh, the reason for that being, A, it kind of just makes more sense to me, uh, like to start that route and go that direction anyway, because I kind of feel like you're better off covering some of the more, well, what I think are some of the, the, the bigger highlights kind of first before you get tired, because you, you might be likely to kind of peter off and maybe not finish some things um, towards the other end. And for me, those things of interest are along that kind of southerly point of the peninsula. And secondly, as well, because the majority of tour buses seem to go in the opposite direction for some reason. Hmm. Um, so you don't meet them. There previously it probably would have been more of a problem, I'd say, in decades past. Like when I visited as a child, the roads were terrible. 
the roads have been better developed now along the main route. So, you know, you're less likely to have to actually stop when you pass a bus, but it just helps to, to kind of not be caught behind one as well either. You'll just have to pass it rather than pass, go around it or not be able to see in front of you. So, Yeah, that's that's great to know. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the top things to do here in a second. But um, before we do that really quick, I, I do want to ask, how long does it typically take to for someone to make the drive? And what time of year do you think is you know, the best time to actually go ahead and do the drive? So the route itself, it's not overly long. If you were to drive it from start to finish, it's something like Google Maps will tell you three hours. I absolutely do not recommend you whiz around it in three hours because (laughs) you'll miss the majority of it. That's the beauty of it. It's the stopping off and the kind of going off road part that I, I enjoy the most. So I think as well, most people, when they do drive it, will drive it over the course of a day. And, you know, I understand that will say if you're coming from abroad, you might be a little bit time pressed. You might want to visit different parts of Ireland, we'll say in a seven day period. But I would highly recommend that you actually overnight along the route as well. You know, as I said, most people start finish in Killarney. They'll probably stay in Killarney. Again, Killarney is the most commercial part of the peninsula. But once you kind of get out onto it, you're just kind of really, really immersed in kind of rugged, rustic, beautiful Ireland. Uh, things slow down and you have time to kind of go off the beaten track, um, explore more things and kind of get lost in it. It's kind of a region, I think, for slow travel around there. Um, so I'd highly recommend that you overnight somewhere along it in a town that catches your eye. That's wonderful. You know, let's let's talk about some of those things that, you know, people who drive the Ring of Kerry can do. What are some of your favorite stops along the Ring of Kerry? And why do you think that they're, you know, worth the visit? Yeah, so I suppose kind of there, there are, there's kind of two ways to look at it. There's the first, the official, official route, and, you know, all those official stops that are along it. But actually, some of my favorite points of interest along the way are things that are not necessarily right on the road. There are things you're going to have to go off kind of and see. The first kind of one of those being a, a kind of a, a mountain pass road called the Balabima Gap. Sounds crazy, small little or strange word, but it's a tiny little mountain pass road, single lane uh, route um, that we, again, it's not on the Ring of Kerry route, very close to the town of Kenmare. So, you know, within maybe 45 minutes of starting, you'll be able to hit it. Uh, but again, like that will take you an hour to drive and then come back to the main road. I suppose the next best thing for me along the, the route are just the amount of old stone forts. So these, some of them are kind of millennia old and they're just a really, for me, if you're interested in history, especially kind of ancient history, it's kind of amazing to be able to walk around these places and imagine people a thousand years or more uh, ago kind of what they were doing fighting putting their cows in there I don't know what they were doing in there but um, it's kind of gives it this like magical mystical kind of element and then finally kind of my biggest kind of tip is to do a detour around what's called the Skellig Ring so it's not part of the or wasn't part of the official route it kind of by default it ends up on it now I think people think it is part of the Ring of Kerry route it's actually not as I said on the official one well, that takes in some incredible cliffs. So the Kerry Cliffs, they're uh, probably, oh, I'd say they nearly, not they rival the Cliffs of Moher. We'll say, you know, if, if you're down that area and you're kind of maybe tossing up whether to go to the Cliffs of Moher or not, it'll get, you know, you'd have to add an extra day. You'd have to, you might have to deviate off route 
on a, like an Ireland itinerary, you are in for some spectacular cliffs and really easy to reach, not over visited, that are great to see. And then if you carry on a little bit past them, you can go on to Valencia Island and Valencia Island is a fascinating little place. It's kind of, they claim, that the, the islanders claim that it's like the most westerly point of Europe. It's actually not, I don't think. But when you're standing on it, it literally feels like next step, America. You're just gazing out to the sea, kind of, and it's extremely beautiful. So kind of they're, they're my kind of main, my main kind of favorite parts of the route, I would say. That's awesome. And, you know, your Ring of Kerry article lists a few tips about driving the Ring of Kerry are you able to share a couple of those tips with the listeners today on the podcast? Yeah. So I suppose probably one of the first ones is one I've mentioned before, and that's to really, really take your time with it. You know, don't feel compelled to rush around it. If you have the beauty of a little bit of time or if you're in the middle of crafting like a kind of a larger itinerary for Ireland and you really want to see the Ring of Kerry, give yourself more time than you think you might want uh, or need for it. The second thing would be just be prepared for the driving, I suppose, the roads. It is, as I said, like rural Ireland. The main road, the main route around is absolutely fine to drive, but once you start making those deviations and kind of visiting the points of interest along the way, uh, roads are very much what you deem as like a country lane. There's no hard shoulder, no lines up the middle of the road kind of thing. So kind of just don't, don't freak out, stay calm. And if you're ever, you know, if there's somebody behind you, put a pressure on you, just pull in if you can and just stay calm. The third piece then I would probably say is to kind of plan your points of interest in advance. If you have, again, if you know you have one day or if you're going to take two days, there's still quite a lot to see, especially if you're the type who likes to go hiking or, you know, go for a walk or something like that, to factor those things in and to know where you're going to stop in advance because there are quite a lot of parts along it that'll probably catch your eye and you might want to pull in and then before you know it like it's it's time for your dinner so and you'll have missed out on some of the things that that you might want to see so that would be my third main thing i think those are some really great tips really awesome tips and you know i want to kind of circle back to something we had talked about a little bit earlier in the conversation um you know you kind of said killarney is a good starting point for driving the ring of Mm -hmm. carry so kind of you know talking about killarney how do people, what's a good way to get to Killarney from maybe Dublin or some other major cities in Ireland? Yeah, so Killarney, again, probably as one of Ireland's now most popular kind of tourist towns, the ways to it are fairly well developed. So there's probably three main access points that somebody will say, especially if you're flying into Ireland, will kind of be coming from. The first is kind of the capital, the obvious one, Dublin. And it's actually quite far away from Dublin. Um, You kind of have to go diagonally down across the country from one coast to the other. And it's around four hours. Again, if you live in the US and Canada, that might kind of seem like not much of a drive, but that's a long drive for Ireland, mainly motorway. And then you kind of get to to Limerick and the road kind of is not motorway anymore. Um, So it's a slightly tiring drive towards the end of it. Then the second two points would be Cork. So again, you might do a loop, be doing a loop of Ireland, let's say drive from Dublin to Cork probably. Um, So then you'll probably make your way from Cork to Killarney. That's about an hour and a half drive. And then thirdly, Shannon. So Shannon would be one of Ireland's um, major airports um, and would have a lot of flights going to the US. So it could very well be a case you're flying into Shannon or even just out of Shannon or, you know, uh, that's around a two-hour drive as well. So, you know, nothing's a crazy distance, but 
just do bear in mind that you have to get there as well. Absolutely. Um, Isabel, I do have one more uh, Ring of Carry question for you today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would like to get your thoughts if you have any, you know, as far as tips on, on where someone might want to stay if they're going to do an overnight somewhere along the Ring of Carry. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, well, kind of my favorite place um, along the Ring of Kerry is uh, a beautiful hotel called Park Masilla. Um, it's like, what's it called? An old railway hotel. Um, it was set up actually kind of at the start of the, the, when the route, the Ring of Kerry route was kind of first established. And it's just an old heritage hotel kind of set on acres of land and its own kind of little inlet, has its own bay, has its own beach. It kind of has miles of walking trails. Um, and it's just a really, really special place. Kind of lots of Irish families will go there year upon year. And I certainly did as a, as a child. And I've started to go back myself now that I'm an adult and I have to pay for it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really, really fabulous. Um, and I'd highly recommend that. One thing about that, a good thing or maybe a drawback, it's very near to Killarney. So if you had wanted to or were considering Killarney as your base, it's not, it could be, what is it, maybe 30 minute drive-ish maybe slightly longer and so again you could kind of use that as your base instead of Killarney perhaps but if you were going from Killarney staying in Killarney and then overnighting somewhere else it's probably a bit too soon in the route if you want to stay somewhere a bit further out and it's kind of further in the in the wilder part uh, I would consider Valencia Island kind of maybe a vacation rental there or in terms of hotels there's a town called Waterville that's down towards with beautiful beach um, that's kind of down towards the the most westerly part and then another gem of a place that we stayed in actually the last time we did it is a town called Cahir and that is it's just lovely kind of a small Irish market town um, and there's a fantastic boutique hotel there called Quinlan and Cook with a really really good restaurant so you'll get great kind of Irish food there kind of steak seafood it's excellent a really really good place to stay well, Isabel, I really enjoyed reading your article about the Ring of Kerry. That, along with many other great uh, travel blog posts, can be found on culturedvoyages.com. Isabel, can you tell us more about your Cultured Voyages blog? Yeah, so, God, I initially started it off as a an Instagram page in 2016, I think it was, uh, because I love always have loved taking photos. And then it eventually evolved to kind of writing um longer posts again i'm a complete research nerd and then it kind of once it started to grow it, i kind of realized i was like god is these escapades it's not really speaking to any kind of audience um it sounds more like a kind of a personal diary when it's not that at all um the website's very much focused around helping people travel to the destinations that i'm writing about as well as they can so i rebranded it to cultured voyages um over a year ago um and yeah so the blog is kind of focused at independent luxury travelers who who love culture um who are often kind of time pressed are looking for the the best things to do in a place and by best things i don't mean the you know the top 10 that feature on instagram you know it's the most culturally enriching places it's places that they'll remember when they go home or that they'll be able to take something from in terms of history or learning or you know something like that so I try my best to show up those those kind of things in destinations to readers um, and they seem to like them. So, um, yeah, the blog has been growing kind of ever since its beginning and it's uh, hopefully going to continue to grow as well. 
Yeah, and I just want to say I think your blog is is so great and has some great information and reads. Um, how can we stay connected with Cultured Voyages on social media? Yeah, so I have an Instagram. The handle is just at Cultured Voyages. Um, again, I'm more focused on the website side of things, so you probably won't see a daily post from me or anything like that. But I typically try to be up to date with my stories uh, kind of as I go or as I'm kind of traveling live. So that is the best kind of way to, to follow along as to watch my stories. So, Isabel, I do have one final question for you today. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And so I always like to ask uh, guests when they come on the show for the first time, are you someone who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you talk about something you've learned uh, because of travel or through travel? God, I am very much a student of travel. I've discovered that throughout the last year. So in January of this year, we, myself and my partner, embarked on kind of being digital nomads um, and just a more constant state of traveling that we ever would have done before. And really, really, really the beauty of slow travel like has dawned upon me. It kind of, in the, well, you know, I kind of thought I'd love it as much as I did and it's actually even surpassed it. We have been spending kind of at least a month in every city or place that we visit and it's just a complete eye opener in terms of like a cultural awareness of any of the cities and places we've been. So, you know, with, with that in mind, I and hearkening back to what I have said about visiting the Ring of Kerry, I my biggest lesson I suppose that I've taken from all of this is to spend more days in one place as opposed to visit one different place every day if that makes sense yeah um and just travel deeper and explore talk to people that's the only way you talk to people you know the first morning you go into a cafe they'll be like hello you know and you're just a stranger second day they might know your face the third day they definitely know you you know and that's when you forge relationships you start talking to local people and that's just such a nice part of travel i think yeah and i think that actually relates really well to our topic of conversation today because i mean we said it like you, you can knock out if you wanted to, in theory, you could do the ring of carry in a handful of hours, but are you really experiencing it? Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Isabel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate your knowledge and insight about the ring of carry. I think it's been a wonderful conversation. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. And again, thank you for having me. A big DBE thank you to Isabel for taking the time to join the show. And listeners, make sure to visit culturedvoyages.com to discover more wonderful articles that Isabel has written. Wherever you listen, if you don't mind rating and reviewing the show, that's really helpful. And if you love the show, share it with a friend. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.